Aloha, beautiful beings, and welcome to another episode of the Yoni Havana podcast, where we explore consciousness, looking into how things work in the universe so we can enjoy life more and become more whole. My guest today is certified Kundalini instructor, visionary leader, and health and wellness coach and mentor, Coach Tomorrow. In this episode, Coach Tomorrow talks about everything frequency. What is it exactly? How does it work? How to create it? Also, why society needs to shift more power and money into women. What does a healthy balance of femininity and masculinity look like in society? And much more. She also walks me through one of her powerful goal-setting exercises, which is about one hour into the show. If you find value in this conversation, please share it with a friend. So enjoy this high-frequency and high-vibration conversation with Coach Tomorrow. Aho. Coach Tomorrow, thank you for coming on to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Yoni. Thanks for having me. I'm so honored to be here. It's good to see you, as always. You too. We, we've been friends for a little while now. Yeah. And it's fun. It's been, it's been a few years. 2018, I think, is when I met you. Yeah, I think so. And I was on your podcast a while ago when you just started out. You're, you've been branding and rebranding and growing a ton, accelerating in a way that is quantum leaps. Amazing. And I'm excited to have you on my show now. I had a lot of fun Thank on your you. show and sharing that show. Uh, I feel like I've grown on your show and since that show. And now you tasked me with, <laughs> with growth. And I've been doing a lot of work uh, on my own Absolutely. with a lot of teachers. But I got the task from you to do some goal setting and to think about it in terms of my mission in the world. And I've seen how you really honed yourself and, and really are feeling the frequency of your authentic self. And then I got to do it on my own and I started doing this and you gave me some guidance and I was like, oh, I want, I want your help. And I figured why not get your help on the show so we can share this awesome. with the audience and, and show some of the techniques and ways to get into it uh, and the philosophy behind it. So we'll dive into that today. Um, before then, you know, I think, and you tell me, now you're all about frequency and I'd love for you to share what, you know, people toss the word frequency now and vibration and energy and quantum energy quite often, including myself. But I'd love to hear from you. What does it mean to be a frequency coach? Yeah. So, okay. So I'm just going to back up a little bit. So I hear you say growth a lot too. And I like to tra like literally transmute that word, Yoni, into expansion and expanding. And so that's like a bunch of my teachers and like you know, enlightenment coaches and teachers that I've accumulated, mentors, coaches along the path. It's like we're expanding. Yes, we're growing, but I feel like expanding is like in all directions. Mm. Right. And I really just want to like move into like that type of language. But being a frequency coach, like not a lot of people understand, like you're saying, like, what does that actually mean? Right. So your frequency, you guys. We all are made of energy. Nothing, everything is in the law. Uh, there's a law of perpetual motion. Everything is moving and expanding or retracting. So either you're going in a direction or you're retracting in a direction. You're never standing still. So 
every second, every present moment, I talk a lot with my hands, <laughs> um, you know, you, you are in this consciousness of choosing, right? So you are emitting a frequency, an energy auric bubble around you that is like speaking more than your words, but your words are frequency as well. Um, and that's how we actually communicate. So communicating through frequency is what we're already doing. So what we're doing is like we're awakening to how do we consciously, right, create the frequency we so desire to, to bring in the desires. I call it like, you know, walking through this life is like the garden of earthly delights. Like why not partake in the good, the good stuff in life? So aligning to that frequency and what you were saying too about you know, like getting on the frequency of your goal, that is really important because if you're not on that frequency and there's all these different, you know, levels that you're emitting energy to, if you're not um, matching that, then it's going to still kind of be elusive. Mm. So I really, um, you know, like I push people, I trigger people, I offend people, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also so like I'm fiery, you know, mama, puma, cat, come out, you know. Sometimes with claws and other times I'm like really soothing, calm, natural, nurturing and matching the frequency of what I think my clients also need. Mm. And sometimes what we need is to be a little bit like, uh, like what's going to push you forward? Like, what are you not showing up to do here? You know, that your soul is calling you to do. And, you know, like, those are big questions. And really the biggest question is like, what do you fucking want? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what I hear time and time again from my clients is like, I mean, I'm super noncommittal, Yoni. And like, it took me, you know, like I'm in a relationship with Thaddeus and we're married. But other than that, like I have a hard time making even commitments on my calendar because I'm not committal and committing to a goal and you're like, this is what I, and I'm going to change the word want to desire. This is what I desire in life, right? And a lot of people get like <gasps> freaked out. Like, oh my God, what if I commit to that? And then I don't actually get what I want or it's not what I actually want because my higher self might go, no, 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 no. That's not the best thing for your expansion right now, right? So it can be a little bit of a freak out. I'm wondering, did that did that like come across your mind when when you were working with your goal? Well, what came to mind is just the clarity because I want to be as clear as possible, yeah, and also attachment to goals because I think attachment mm. is is a yeah. tricky thing, and I think it's important to. I'm seeing goals as, as you said, like to get to the frequency is an intention, also to let it go. It's it's kind of like the. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's something special in there that I wanted to get your guidance on, and yeah. I, I'm interested. When you said you're not committal uh, with the commitment stuff, what's what's the what's the idea there, and what's your take on commitments and and such? And, and well, keeping up I mean, it. like, yeah, but like like actually saying, oh, this is what I want. Now I got to commit to that thing, right? Mm -hmm. To get onto the frequency of it. So like. Let, let's back up just a little bit too and unpack a little bit of the attachment to the goal. You're right. Like, and there's a dip, there's different ways that you can, you know, like come into goal setting. Right. Um, and it's different for everybody because we're all beautiful, unique beings on this planet and it might be different for you. Right. So what you're, 
you're coming in with is like, oh, I don't want to get too attached to this thing. So I'm going to, I'm going to state it, put it out to the universe and let it fall. Um, I'm actually going to tell a really quick story because how I brought my absolutely like my, the most beloved being besides my husband and my children (laughs) into my life, my little puppy, my sage little bear into my life was just that. I literally said, universe, send our family the, the most incredible dog, the best dog for our family. That's it. Like, don't overthink it. Right. Like it was so simple. And I went like this and I just let it go. And I was not like, I was so unattached to any outcome. So I think like, you're really onto something with that. And perhaps that might be like, you know, the path forward for you. And so what happened is that um, the universe started dropping breadcrumbs because I was receptive. I was relaxed. I was calm. I wasn't freaking out. I wasn't like, um, you know how like when you when you kind of, you know, when you're younger and you desperately wanted something, it's that gripping, but that's that's like repelling energy, right? So I had none of that. I was not attached to any animal in any way, shape or form. And I just kept looking for breadcrumbs. And Thaddeus and I went out for a walk and a golden doodle came across our path and the, and it was like kind of a big dopey, you know, and they're beautiful. I, you guys, I love dogs. And it just like, I asked for the right dog for our family. Right. And the lady came across the street and she's like, she doesn't listen. She was pulling on her. And, you know, like, I was like, Ooh, I don't think that's the dog for us. So then actually like a day or two later, we were hiking at um, a really beautiful place near our home called Trope Brook. And I was thinking, oh, maybe a great Pyrenees, like those white, beautiful Pyrenees mountain dogs. I was like, oh, wouldn't that be so beautiful to have like a floating cloud as a dog? (laughs) And so I started getting a little bit emotionally involved with that. And guess what? We get down to the end and there is in the water, um, taking a dip, a great Pyrenees puppy. And it was about nine, maybe six months old, maybe nine. And we were talking to the owner and they were like, yeah, they're like, the thing we didn't know about this breed was that they're up all night and they like to bark. They're very protective. And I was like, that is so not the dog for us. Like Thaddeus would freak out. Like he's like, we're all about sleep. So, um, so I was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. And then the third thing that dropped in, I mean, I don't, I don't know why this even came across my mind. And I feel like, honestly, at this point, I feel like Sage dropped it into my, my field And, um, it said, go, go check the star tribune classifieds. Um, I don't watch the news. I don't read the paper. I never go on the star tribune. I've never even had a thought like that ever. And I was like, okay. And I just listened, right? Like I just went and did it. So I went to the computer. I looked it up. I found this breed called a Wheaton Terrier. And I was like, "Hmm." and I said also to the universe, um, let it be the easiest path. That was mm-hmm. the other part of it. So bring us the perfect dog for our family and let it be the easiest path forward. And I um, I looked at the classified ad and there's this little fur ball, like a little Ewok. And I was like, oh my God, like that's such a cute puppy. So I called him. He's like, yep, we got two males left. And this was like literally like March, 2020. And people were freaking out, right? Like there was a crazy time. It was the end of March. Mm-hmm. So um we decided we were going to take a road trip to Iowa and we were like, we're going to come see him. Um, we get to the, to the, the breeder or whatever. And there's two little puppies sitting there and one was like, boing, 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 boing. And it was like the runt. And I was like, oh, 
with a runt. And I was like, I love the little the littlest ones of the because I'm the youngest in my family. Maybe I have some like, you know, whatever sympathy for that. And Thaddeus goes, wait a minute. That other one is calm. And I was like, oh, I never thought about the calm one. <laughs> I know. I was like, I love his like sensibility. He's so wise, you know, sometimes. And I was just like, it just opened me up to that even. And I was like, and it was just like, it, like, that's what it was. It was like, I mean, I feel honestly like the whole the whole process was like an opening of a lotus flower, right? It just kept opening and opening. And I just kept in receptivity and in a really positive state. So we're the only people on the road. It was like a two and a half hour drive. And I mean, there's nobody around. It was kind of weird. And we checked out the dog. The guy was super cool. And we picked up Sage and we were just like, this is our baby. And on the way home, um, Thaddeus and I, this is the end of my story, but Thaddeus and I are both Sagittarian and we love astrology and anything like, you know, esoteric. And we were trying to think of a name for the puppy. And Thaddeus looks at me, he goes, Sage. And I went, oh, Sage Little Bear. So, <laughs> so we brought home our little bear, right? And he's been literally the most perfect dog for our family I could have ever imagined. So being open to possibility, being receptive. And I think, honestly, just relaxing. Because like I feel like we get so yang, Yoni, and we get so like, that's funny, yang, Yoni. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, said I could make fun of you. Always. So we get so like yang and uptight, right? And that that creates like, that's the kink in the hose. And so letting go of the restriction and relaxing, getting our nervous system back into check and going, well, hold on a minute, right? Like I'm going to offer something up and then I'm going to follow. I'm going to be wise enough though to follow some breadcrumbs, right? Does that answer your question? Yeah, and it's a beautiful story. <laughs> and and Sage is Little Bear. I, I met Sage Little Bear in 2021 in the yeah. snow. And what a sweet big baby. I mean, he's, he's a big baby uh, in a very in a, the sweetest way, fluffy and lovely and oh all of it. And I remember your son holding him like, and it's how many pounds is he? He's probably like 35. 35 and he's 40. fluffy too. So he's, he looks a little bit bigger yeah. and like holding like a baby yeah. and he just loves being a baby. And he's a little bear. So it's 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 so sweet. And yeah. I I heard from what Shayla, our mutual friend, that also her cat came to her before. He's like, look, I'm coming, you know. So it seems yeah. like the animals, you know, right. when we're, as I said, we're clear and clean in that way of the thoughts and, and um, the, the attachments to what we want, the, the communication will come in more uh clearly and we'll, we'll take those steps actually I, I did not know there was such a thing as star tribune excuse my uh ignorance oh, on on, no, me on it's, media it's it's our local paper okay. into twin okay. city in the twin okay. cities so you you wouldn't okay. have known that okay cool i'm like <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't anyways i do want to backtrack on, on a little something that i think it's important and you talked about desire versus want and i wanted to uh, i'd love to hear from you about the the difference. Okay. So the difference is frequency. So when we're wanting something, it means we're separate from it. And if you actually look up the definition of want, I don't know it like off the top of my head, um, <clears throat> but I'm sure chat GPT or something does. Um, uh, you, it, it says like, it is the separation between you and the thing that you want to bring into your world. So Bob Proctor talks about that a lot. And it's like, you can want, and we, we throw that word around pretty flippantly, 
but it's literally the frequency of the word and the habituation of it. So if we can train our brains to replace with desire, right? Like listen to that, want. Even just the articulation of it, want, desire, right? And of course I'm saying it more like sexy or whatever, but it is a sexy word. Mm-hmm. And desire, like think about, think how loaded that word desire is and how it flows out of your mouth, the frequency of it. And if it's something like we desired to bring in that animal into our life, right? Um, I had a, a moment when I called in my beloved Thaddeus and I I made a decision and I decided that my desire was to get remarried. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what I want, right? Because I'm used to saying want, but um, a bird just came and said hi. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that when animals come in, when I talk about Thaddeus and <laughs> desire, <laughs> those are, those are good messages. Oh, he's back. Oh my God. He's just like hanging out on my screen. Um, There's a message. So yeah. Right. So the desire, so like you guys, that means something. And there's some, there's some magic in the word desire. And I love the word magic. I love desire. And I just choose to um, basically, you know, bring that word forward to inhabit the frequency as if it's already done. And you're probably going to hear me talk about that a little bit more too, because the frequency of the thing that you desire, it has to be already as if it's done in the, the your field, mm-hmm. right? In order for it to come faster. Okay. So we, we yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, that's I'll really cool. And what came to mind to me, as you're speaking about the words, uh, the difference as I'm hearing it is I want something. It's as if the me saying, give it to me, rather than if I desire mm. something, I say, come to me. Yeah. So we're already in a, re- yeah. we're, it's the, the give it to me is like, we're not in a relationship yet. I want something right. that I don't have yet uh, coming from that kind of like lacking that. The desire is like, we are in a relationship. Just come. Let's, let's, let's yeah. get closer now. Let's let's exactly. yeah, let's unify. So that's what came to me when you were talking about it. Yeah, that's exactly. And and or if it's you know even a step further, like it already is. Uh, absolutely. But but you can train yourself to even if you don't like. Sometimes people get hung up on like, but it's not right. Like so now you're going back and forth between like your logical reasoning brain, but oh you don't have it. Well, you can teach your brain to believe any lie. <laughs> oh. So, I mean, I'm kind of saying lie to yourself. The, the, in, the media is really great at that. And we know repetition yeah. and, and all, there's all kinds of techniques to do that. Yeah. As you were talking about it and I think about frequency and everything that, that you were talking about, there's endless possibilities in the quantum of all these things, all these timelines are happening simultaneously. We're talking about infinite. So it's just about yeah. tuning, uh, changing the dial a little bit to tune into that thing that is already existing, but now to bring it in into that existence. So meaning we just change to that other parallel life that we have um, just right. by, by seeing through that lens that is already existing. It's, it's, it's kind of lying to the other one that is not seeing it in a way, but um, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm reading. Ex- well, exactly. So when I, okay. So people like to hear about my story and how I brought in like my beloved into my life. I had, when I had so many relationships before Thaddeus that were like, 
low vibe. And I, I mean, I, but the, I was there, right? Like that was my frequency. And so what I did to change my frequency is just what you're talking about. I found a guided meditation. I was actually just thinking about this the other day because I'm, I'm writing up this PDF on like um, 30, 30 ways that I changed my frequency or whatever. Right. And one of them was, I was listening to this YouTube video and this was, this was years ago, like years ago. And I remember, like, I, I can't find it anymore. I wish I could, but she talks up, she like guides you through and she talks you down into this like hypnotic state. And she's like, you're in a bubble. And it's this woman who has like a, a Spanish um, accent. And she's like, now I want you to imagine and bubble right next to you. And then she guides you to literally like step in to that other life in that bubble. Mm. And who's there? What's it smell like? What's it taste like? What's it look like? And like all those things. It was an 18 minute video. I, I wish I could find it, but I might just have to recreate it. <laughs> but I did that every single day. It didn't matter what. And, and I just kept imagining like myself as that person in the bubble. Mm right? So bringing that closer and closer every day. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, probably about six months later is when Thaddeus and I kind of showed up in each other's lives open to, you know, kind of receive mm. uh, our divine calling to each other. And uh, we had known each other for two years and kept kind of swimming in each other's like biohacking circle. And then um, it just opened up and I was like, oh, shit <laughs> this is crazy it's so cool <laughs> yeah wow. yeah that's that's beautiful you know and, and hearing about this practice of of creating life to that what we call it extent and, and beautiful creation of, of really taking control in that creation uh yeah. it, it reminds me of when joe dispenza says find it you know become it it's really become it and, yeah. and we can hear about it in so many ways until it really clicks and it takes it takes work to do it because we are vibrating on a certain frequency a lot of times based right. on the programming we got from childhood and, and everything else and by repetition of our surroundings and media and there's so many factors. Uh, we're we're co-creating we're with the universe. Right. And that's that's I think a lot of times people say, But I'm I'm trying to create here and like, yeah, it's a co-creation and the more one would stay in their authentic self and in the field and really not in their mind. Uh, when you're when right. you were touching on you say I, I said that you can make fun of me. Of course you can make fun of you. You can make fun of my what I what I call the egoic identity of Yoni. That's it's yeah. not me. It's an identity that I created. My higher right. self created its identity, created a lot of identities, created a lot of things. I'm not I'm not attached to them, you know. At, at least right. I like to tell myself that I'm not. Uh <laughs> I was gonna say I mean, there's gotta be some level of attachment. It's your sacred temple too, I, right? I, I'm I'm gr I'm grateful for it. I'm very yeah. grateful for the body. The identity, my yeah. my mind, the egoic identity. I'm grateful for those creations. I'm not attached yeah. to them. I'm, I'm that's that's at least how I like to think about it. And I think that's what I was thinking about. As you said, with the goal setting and such, I don't let doubt get in my way because I don't think mm -hmm. doubt is useful. I think doubt is yeah. is was a waste of time. If this is the first thing that came to my mind, I said I'm not attached to it. I'm not attached to it, and that's that. If the doubt wants to come from the logic of my life, yeah, but maybe you are. Like, how confident are you that you are not attached to your identity or you know relationships and such? I'm like, that's it. That's what my higher self said. That's that's it just yeah. the divine is speaking through me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you can't doubt, right? Like that's chapter in thinking grow rich it's faith mm. and faith is when you're starting to doubt and things aren't showing up and it's not happening 
that's faith, mm. right? Is to keep going, keep seeing it through, keep not just believing. Believing is just like kind of, you know, the, the foundation. It's knowing. Mm-hmm. Like we're moving into the age of Aquarius. I don't know if we're already in it or we're moving into it, but that's, I know, like, I know this is, this is my inner knowing and this is my alignment. So when I talk about, you know, like that alignment piece and, and having faith in, you know, bringing in the magical the puppy into our world, bringing in my magical beloved and raising magical children, like it did that on purpose and I co-created that. Right. So now I'm stepping into um, my new, my latest like career and I'm co-creating. So it's just like expansion and expansion and let's create, right? We came here. I'm a creatrix and so are you. And we came here to create, like that's what we did. And what, you know, like this patriarchy is keeps us into our, our left brain and like, you know, logical reasoning. No, it's like, no, we move into our right brain as well because they work in unison, right? Like it's a, it's a relationship on its own. I actually went to um, a graduate school. I have a master of fine arts degree in ecological architecture. And what we were taught is that the two brain hemispheres were like separate. And this is this and this is this. And I was like, yeah, but no, I mean, it can't like, how the fuck can it be separate? Like what? And then, you know, we, then we talk about like moving in from the left brain over to the right brain and then back and forth. And now we started swimming back and forth. And I'm like, yeah, like that's what we do. We find poetry in si- in the science and we find the science in poetry, mm-hmm. right? And in the art. So they both come together and you use them for separate things though, right? But what we are taught in our 12-year sentence, yeah, education I, I, system. I love that. Thank you. I have some opinions about that. That's, that's exactly, <laughs> I used to be a substitute. it's a good, that's yeah, a good one. I used to be a substitute teacher in the system and I mean, I was in it. I saw, I, I saw elementary, <laughs> middle school, high school, and like what is happening there? Yeah. It is not great. Right. So I know I'm kind of going off on a little tangent, but um, you know, like we're not taught that in a 12 year sentence in the art classes. Like when I, when I would go in and I would either substitute or kind of co-teach with one of the art teachers, they're mimicking Frida Kahlo. They're mimicking uh, Van Gogh and all, like all these people. And I'm like, that's not being creative. You're not cultivating creative, you know, flow from children who are so connected, right? They're all in theta state and like, they can be so creative. So, I mean, I really saw a need for that. So I would, I would kind of go in as like a rogue, (laughs) if you will, like teacher. And I would do projects, especially with my children and their classes. Cause at the time I didn't know enough to pull them out of school. Um, and, I just was really, really um, like a big part of their school. I was very invested in what they were learning. And I would unteach them. I would unlearn them before and after school. I programmed them before school. So I did all these other things that I knew that, you know, like I wanted them to learn. And one of those was being in a program called Destination Imagination. Like they all had to be in DI. And that was like a rule in my house. And they were um, destination imagination is um, in it's like a in person, but it's competitive theater. It's so cool. They have to create their own costumes. They have to create their own sets. They have to write their own scripts. Mm. They have to do everything without like adult inter. It's called intervention. And the creativity that poured out of these children was unbelievable. We went to Globals twice, and 
like it's competitive. Like you get so many minutes and you have to put on a play. And then um, my older son, Jackson, he, he like he was a teenager, Yoni, and he's like 16 years old and he's dressed up as a Greek god, full on face paint and like other kids that were, you know, his age. And they're putting on this play in front of everybody in the school gym. And I was like, I mean, I, I was I was like proud mama moment. Right. Like he has no like he just he was he was preparing to be able to speak in front of people. He was preparing to speak to adults. Like that's what was, you know, happening with this. And that really was what DI was all about. It was about getting kids over into the creative aspects of what they came here, their purpose, um, where that was, you know, that's hugely missing in our schools. So I know I just kind of riffed on schools. That's so beautiful. I think that's really great information for a lot of people, including myself, as I have very young children. you know, and as you talked about, as you talked about the sentence at school, and this is something that I was very vocal about and very much of a class clown because I called out mm-hmm. the the system and the teachers of their program to just memorize. Like, if if somebody is good at memorization, they're going to memorize what they've been told and then put it on a test, and they get a good score, and perhaps then they get. You know, that's the path that they see is, and a lot of children, I think that's still the case. I'm going to get good grades at school. So then I can get a good job from somebody else who can who can yep. give me money, energy for a certain lifestyle. And that lifestyle is the lifestyle that I've seen on TV or from other people and in terms of a house, cars, vacations. Uh, I don't even know, like dinners, makeup, toys. You know, that this is what I've seen. Uh, and I like what you said also about the creativity because otherwise we're just working – People would be mimicking, let's say, other people's paintings or even anything else. It's already been done. Like that's not that's yeah. that's not being creative. That's just taking something right. that's already been done. How is that creative I, by any means? And and I, children, I've seen it yeah. with my children. They are so creative. They, they, I mean, the names that you know my daughter comes up for for us, you know, her parents <laughs> and for anything else, just makes up things, songs, you know, gibberish. Like it's it's so cool. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And it's I don't need. I mean, that's coming from the field. And, and right. they're so connected right. to the field. Why would anybody want to, I mean, I do know why, but it's, it's, it's really, it's tough because parents also are already in the system of making money to send yeah. them to certain school and feed them. And, right. and now, as we know, even eating clean food, clean water, all of that is expensive. Uh, with the, the attacks on humanity have been to an extent that it's, it's just expensive to keep up with that. And then knowing that homeschooling is it's tough. So, I mean, I'm hearing everybody on their decision-making. And I think getting the, the tools, even as you said, like to do a little bit of programming before school, some things after, conversations, helping them do something yep. in addition to what you already, where you already sent them, knowing that some of the systems that we have in place are not effective and it can be damaging. Uh, there's one word that you said earlier that I actually don't know what it means, and I, I want to visit it. It was creatrix, I think. Oh, what a- oh, you haven't heard creatures? No. Oh, okay. So it's like divine femme, you know, like we are, so it's our womb space. Okay. And with the name Yoni, I cannot believe you don't know this well. word. <laughs> Just- Cool. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. It's um, no, creatrix. So we have this power, right? In our in our womb space. Like, think about the womb and it's dark. It's the same as the earth and the soil. So you plant the seed. It's what we do during um, the full moon ceremonies. 
So you plant the seeds and you nurture. Think about the gestation period of that womb, right? So it's like it's nurturing and whatever the feelings are of the mother, right, that is going into the seed and that is what's going to be sprouted. So that is a really intentional um, you know, way of talking about like what us women are here to do. So my, my business coach, she calls herself a divine femme creatrix. And so I'm just picking up some, some lingo, but it's very popular thing to say kind of like about women. Um, but it's not just like for women. It's like, we all have that aspect within us. So we are all creators. We came here to create. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have to, because that's what we do every second. We create. Mm -hmm through our thoughts, feelings, emotions, actions, right? So um, just taking a very, like her her sentiment about it is like, women are so powerful and we've been shut down for years. There's a huge genocide against women. I don't, not a lot of people know about that. Um, a lot, uh, you know, back in, back in our ancestry, um, if you were a healer or God forbid a witch, which just means wise, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> You were, you were hung, you were burned at the stake, you were drugged behind a horse, you were, you know, like all these horrible things that happened to women. So there's this like kind of collective uh, consciousness around women being afraid to speak and being afraid to use our, our throat chakras. So Ingrid, who's my coach, she like is on this planet and she's like, she's like, put your daggers down, ladies. Like there's no reason that we need to be, you know, like um, nasty to each other or in competition to each other she's like or to yourself because so many women have like that like self-loathing you know like it's it's really apparent yoni it's so crazy um and it's our mother wound it's the wound before that it's our grandmother's wound it's our ancestors wound so we have this this ancestral wound that we're repairing and that's part of like what i came here to do is like my purpose on the planet right now is to help heal that wound mm -hmm. And so, and be that as may, like with other w women right now that are kind of rising up and being strong. And I think, you know, like what Ingrid talks about too, like she's all about money and putting money back in the hands of women who talk like this, right? And who are strong and full of light and full of love and want to see the world to be a better place who are committed to raising their children in, in a better world. And, you know, like, when I was raising my kids, I stayed home with them for seven years. I was so fucking committed to my kids. Like, I, I mean, it was, it was like my, my purpose was my children, but I, I went down a few wrong paths and like kind of lost myself in the meantime. Right. And it's so, so easy to do. So it's like, no, like we get to show up and be strong and show our kids this better way. So we get to show them through example, like I am the creatrix. I am a fucking puma mom with boundaries that if you fuck with my kid, like you're going to get, you know, <laughs> you're going to get claws and, um, you know, like it's okay to speak up. It's okay to have boundaries. It's okay to tell men who aren't treating your children. I've seen this time and time again, too. Um, men who aren't treating children very kindly, right? And that's not okay. And, you know, we've been scared to not talk about that or not talk back or, you know, stand up for ourselves and stand up for our children. And that's over. Like, that, this time is now that we are, we're rising above that stuff. But it's actually... 
there's a there's kind of a separation that's happening and people that are really, you know, tuning to these ideas and and raising their consciousness are kind of peeling away from some lower consciousness. And there's there's like kind of this I will I'll go like this. It's kind of this like pull okay. and it's pulling either people kind of back down or it's pulling people up and then, you know, like kind of waking up like, yeah, like that's not okay. And it's, you know, it's time we talk about this stuff. It's time we, we bring to light and shed light on these shadowy things that have been so inundated in our culture. And I come from a family with a very strong male alpha male, like father. Right. And I was shut down time after time. My voice didn't matter. Um, I didn't think the same way as my family. So I'm the black sheep and I'm empathic and I'm sensitive and I'm a witch or, you know, and all those things. And it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm done with that. And I don't, I don't really care anymore um, where I used to hold so much from that family, like karma drama. And um, so, you know, like what I came here to do is cut those cords. So I'm cutting, cutting, cutting like constantly. And so I'm going to back up just a tad too, Yoni. Um, two things when I was raising my children, because I know you have young children, two little tips for programming them, um, keeping them close, right? Like don't let anybody and don't let anyone rent their mind. I mean, easier said than done, but you have to you have to really be a squeaky wheel and you have to keep saying and programming them through repetition you know, like we drink clean water, we don't eat fast food, we do this, like this is how we live. And so, so that their mind, those seeds are planted, creatrix, right? Like back to that. Um, and now we're going to nurture that and like see the fruits of that come, come to fruition. And the other thing is you can, um, I always would go for a drive with my kids. So <clears throat> this is like a really easy thing to do, but captive audience, like put them in, they can't go anywhere if they're in the car, right? So when they were little, I would, and I wanted them to take a nap or I just needed a break. I had four children. Three of them were under the age of five. I mean, it was, imagine adding another one yeah. <laughs> that was running around who was a boy and destroying everything. And then another one who was 11 that was like, you know, pretty, pretty chill, but, um, but not a girl and not a good helper, really um, helper enough, you know? And and so I put them in the car and I would be like, okay, you guys, like, and this is where I would really talk to them. And there's a thing that happens. I actually just learned this from Washela. When you're driving, you become, um, your brain goes into a hypnotic state. Did you know that? No. Yeah. You go into a hypnotic state. We were actually talking about that at the pyramids and Washela and I had a similar incident with our mothers. I had this really divine connection with my mother, probably I want to say seven years, eight years ago. And I thought my mom was like really coming out of like into her spirituality. And she was going to, you know, like, let's talk about this cool stuff. And, you know, the way we talk, whatever. And it was just in that car ride. And then it never happened again. And I was like, I'm so confused. And then Washayla said the same thing happened to her with her mom in the car. And she's like, no, it's because when you're driving, you get into this hypnotic state. And so um, I didn't know this at the time, but I would do a lot of channeling and talking to my kids and, hey, you guys, like, here's what's going on in my life because I'm not a helicopter parent and I do not, like, shield them from danger or, like, things they, they shouldn't hear too much. I mean, there's there's a balance, right? There's a pendulum there. Yeah. And um, 
and I would I would talk to them about like emotionally intelligence or emotional intelligence and emotionally intelligent conversations, even when they were toddlers. And I was like, here's where, you know, like I went wrong in this situation. And here's where, you know, so-and-so is not really taking into consideration this and this and this. And it's like, my kids are really highly emotionally intelligent for that reason. So I would, I would use them at, in the car for captive audience. And then I would also sit them down at the breakfast table. I always had a warm meal for them before they went to school. Always. I always made them like an egg and a piece of gluten-free toast or, you know, whatever it is in the morning before they left for school. And we would sit down and I played Wayne Dyer at the time. That's who was my teacher. Um, and now I'm, now I'm, I'm listening and um, being mentored by Wayne's teacher, Omram Ivanohoff, which is really cool. Um, and I would play Wayne Dyer tapes over and over and over in the morning. And then after school, they would go to DI. So they would be really using their right brains. And we did a lot of art projects, spent a lot of time in nature. We didn't do sports. We'd hike, we kayak, we do anything outside. And to this day, all of my kids actively hike on their own. They seek it out on their own without me being like, you know, ringleader. Oh, let's go. But um, so, you know, like there's there's all these things that we get to do to protect our children. And I think like really showing up as a conscious parent is such a huge part of moving forward and raising our consciousness on this planet. And, you know, another thing is like, nobody's perfect. Parents aren't perfect, but we have so much societal pressure on us that like, I feel pressure from my family because of my, you know, like my father is very, very strong in our family patriarch. Um, and in like, they, they don't really have the emotional intelligence, like skills, right? And so shaming, so when you shame somebody about something, about a habit or about something that they're doing, that isn't the worst way to teach them, right? So that is not working. And society kind of comes in from the other side. So it's like you have all these pressures as parents and, you know, like it's, it's the most fucked up job there is. It's like you love it so much. And then you're like, why would any, at the same time, you're like, why would anybody want to do this? <laughs> Like, honestly, that's when they turn into teenagers. You're like, what the fuck am I thinking? Like, this is I like you don't even know. Right. Like you, you're you so ill prepared for it. But, um, you know, like those were those were like little tools that I that I did with my my set of three. It's kind of like my my second set of children. I had one um, from my first marriage and I call I like call him like the one who got away. And I saw what happened and I let other people, because I, I was super young when I had him, and I let other people and society and politics like program him. Mm -hmm. And I saw what happened. And then when I talk about being a mama puma, that's what I did with my other three. I literally was like, I was like, nobody is programming these babies but me. Wow. And it's really cool because now I'm starting to see like the fruits of, of the of the programming. Jackson, who's my um, beautiful little California kid, I asked him, you know, a long time ago, what did you, what do you want to be when you grew up? And he said, I just want to be Jackson. Mm. Isn't that a great answer? Oh my God. I was like, oh, you're 10. Like you're, you're, I was like, oh, and you are, you are just like, not just Jackson, but you are Jackson and you're not your name. Right. But whatever. Um, but you're this beautiful glowing. And he's, he's like, he's a kind of dude, like he walks in the room and he lights it up. Like he has so much light within him. And we were, we went through some pretty rough times during his teenage years too. And I just kept repeating Yoni. 
I see the light in you. I see the light in you. I know it's in there. Let it, I said, go let it shine. Go let it shine. And he did. And he's, and he's like doing it. He, since he was 10, he's like, I'm moving to California. I'm not going to live here anymore (laughs) because he just doesn't like where we live, the cold weather. Mm -hmm. And when he turned 18, it was about six months later, he was on Instagram. Somebody hit him up and uh, he got an interview. And a week later, he was like, bye, mom. I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to California. I was like, what? Like you're actually, he's like, yep. And he hasn't, like, he's been back twice to visit, but he, I mean, he, he planted those seeds so long ago. Right. And he's a solar salesman out there and he walks, he literally walks around being Jackson. (laughs) It's so cool. And then, um, I get phone calls like, Hey, can I get a coaching call? Hey, like he just hit me up the other day. He's like, Hey, I need to know more about this. Hey, um, what do you think about this? Just bouncing ideas off me, using me as like, not using me. That's not the right word. Um, you know, like, well, I mean, it kind of is though. Cause he's, he's like, looks at me as his parental guidance. Like I'm guiding him, you know, and I've, oh, I have been all along, but I'm really guiding him now. And he's like, take a picture of your refrigerator for me. I want to see what you guys are eating. Like, why are you so healthy? I want to eat what you're eating, right? And and then he just messaged me and he's like, look at my garden. He planted his own garden. This kid is 20 years old, you guys. Oh my God. And he's like sending me messages like, hey, um, if you eat a spoonful of purple sea moss, it'll clear up your skin or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and he's like posting about it. And I'm like, oh my God. And then he's wearing blue blockers. He's turning off his Wi-Fi at night. And I mean, most adults I know won't even do any of those things or maybe one, right? And this kid's doing them all. And he has the courage to stand up to his roommates even. And he's like, no, we're turning the Wi-Fi off at night. And his roommates are pissed. And he's like, I don't care. He's like, I'm protecting my health. He's like, I need to regenerate and restore. And he's like working out a bunch outside and in the sunlight every morning. I mean, he's really like, Yoni, when you see that, you know, like he's just like, this flower that's living. I've, I've sent him maybe 200 bucks since he left. He's just independent. He just does life and he's doing what he wants to do. He's living a great life. He lives in a posh apartment, with a bunch of dudes. And he, he, you know, like he, he said he did 200 doors in three days Well, last week. I'm, I mean, the, the, the hustle that this kid has is unbelievable. But it's like, it's that light igniting in him, you know, and, and, and a lot of things I see that's happening. I'm like, I planted those seeds, right? Like I did that. Mm -hmm. And, um, like you guys get to do that now. That's so beautiful. I, I go to you for a lot of parenting advice and relationship advice too. in the sacred relationship that I have with my wife, because you have experience Mm -hmm. and you have such, you have such great experience, such conscious uh, you you created such conscious kids, and you're in a conscious and yeah. and elevated relationship. That I come to you, you're you know a fantastic source. And as you were touching on the teenage years, and you know perhaps it's for people that either have kids now, have teenage kids now, or don't have kids, and they think like, yeah, what the fuck would I want to do that? That's the hardest job in the world. As you can hear now, on the other side of that, first of all, there's expansion. Yeah. So what the kids bring right. to us, I think there's. The most beautiful job it is because it is hard. And, and with this, you know, with this challenge, there's a lot of expansion. I'm not going to use growth anymore. There's expansion. 
and that's that's really a lot of it. We we I, I see it as we we come as the souls come here to experience things in the in the third dimensional sensational body in order to feel things and to experience them and to expand. That's that's what I see. Yeah. So that's a great opportunity to expand and also. Yeah, so after the darkness and after the, the tougher times, there's these beautiful seeds that if you keep nurturing them, they will bloom into beautiful creations. And I, I do want, this is the one thing I want to touch on and, and hear perspective. So with the patriarchy and creatrix, and I do think it's it's a very important and essential that we balance the energies in, on earth right now to bring more of, of the divine feminine as we've been having a good amount of toxic masculinity. I've heard, you know, I, I was working with a with a Reiki practitioner for a while as I had my um, my rib injury. But one of the things she said to me, which was my last session after the session is she said, we got to crush the patriarchy. And to me, I'm, I'm a patriarch. I'm a father. I well, am the father. I'm the divine yeah. father. I'm the divine yeah. masculine expression of, right. of, of my family of I'm trying to be that for everybody, all sentient beings to contain the creation. You know, you talk even when you talked about the dog, you know, you have this desire, you create this, and then Thaddeus is like putting a little bit of direction to your creation. But what about this calm one? This is what we're here to yeah. do. And I want I yeah. want to hear your perspective because you know, we talk about the patriarchy, and I think this is where a lot of men and sometimes women, they, they don't understand the difference. Perhaps, yeah. yes, it's about crushing the toxic masculinity, but not the divine one. It's about bringing this balance. And for now, yes, we've been in a lot more yang. I've seen women in a lot more yang. I mean, I, I know totally. most of the women also in my family, they're, they've been, in my opinion, in more yang than is healthy for them. They're, yeah. they're still doing fantastic. And I think it's a great thing that they nurture the yang too. Uh, but yeah, I'd like yeah. to hear your perspective. Yeah. So, I mean, that goes back to pendulums, right? Um, I don't. Are you familiar with Brian Scott at all? No. Okay, so he has a huge YouTube channel. Well, Shayla was actually on his channel. She kind of um, perked me up to him. And, like, he talks about pendulums. And we all know, like, the idea of a pendulum. But the pendulum, you know, like, when you pull it up on one side, by physics, like, by mathematics, right, it has to swing the other side, right? Mm -hmm. So, yes, there are pendulums, and there's all kinds of pendulums. And they're, you can look at them as, like, a little bit divisive, but that's the way the way that things work, right? And in our society, like the pendulum just, it's swinging too far. And the pendulum swung too far, uh, you know, maybe for all of history. I don't know. I don't believe in history, by the way. But, his, but his story. Yeah, go ahead. His story. Yeah. I mean, there's her story. His, there's their story. Even by, even by the war, by knowing that the zeitgeist, it was his story, not her, her, her story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but the pendulum, right? And so like, that's what... Yeah. So when the pendulum swings, right, it has to kind of swing back in the other way. But when we talk about like, you know, the Zen path or the path to enlightenment, which I know this is going to perk you up, um, but it's the middle path, right? And so there are no pendulums in the middle path. And that's why, that's actually why I do Kundalini yoga. Your, your spinal column is the Shishumna. It is the middle path to enlightenment up into the pineal, the pineal center. So we all have the middle path within us. And when we can start, you know, aligning our bodies and our nervous systems. So there's this Shakti energy and like, this is what it does around your spine. When you do that Dr. Joe breath, that's what's happening around the male principle. The female is intertwining and raising that Shakti energy so that they meet in the center of your head, 
right? To create the golden elixir. Um, Amrit really is what that is. That's the nectar of the gods. Um, so, I mean, that's that's kind of like what, what the purpose of that is. And there's like, you know, very esoteric um, definitions of that. But that really is the embodiment of, and I'll, t- I'll throw in some Washela words, the embodiment, right, of the middle path. Mm-hmm. And aligning to the middle path and saying like, oh, well, you know, like what's come out of... Um, toxic masculinity or the patriarchy, which is, could be looked at as a little dark, right? But there's light that came out of it. And it's just your attitude, I think too, about like how you view things. And if you see that there's light that comes out of the darkness, how could you get the light without the dark? Mm -hmm. So we, like, I would never go, oh, we need to take down the patriarchy and like whatever. Now you're being divisive and you're like going you and you're pointing fingers outwards, right? When it's like, let's take a 60,000 foot perspective. And this is what I do really well in my coaching is like, let's get up here, take the eagle perspective. Because I always talk about the eagle perspective, the robin and then the earthworm. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just this, it's just this concept that I actually came up with. And I'm Sagittarian, so I'm always looking for like higher knowledge, higher truth and and things. And so I'm I'm really good at looking at things from a 60,000 foot perspective. So looking down at that and going, wait a minute, if it's divisive, like Lori Ladd talks about this, if it's divisive, I'm not going to touch that. Right. And if 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 going, yeah, we need to take down the patriarchy. Now I'm like saying I'm in this camp. I'm not in any camp, you know, like I'm on the middle path and it just is. And yes, I mean, there are things that are wrong with it, but I'm not fucking perfect, you know, and I'm certainly not going to jump into the feminist group and go, oh, yeah, yay, feminists. I mean, there's so much. So that was the pendulum, mm. right? Like, and and there's there's a lot of like historicity to that as well. And it's pretty dark, you know, and what I've seen in families, in my own family, what I've witnessed, what I've experienced is that there are dark forces. There are things on this planet that don't want the family to be a family. And feminism is one of them, you know? And I don't know, like there's, it's, this can be contentious for people. And this is why I trigger and offend people as well. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. And I think that when, when we can come back to center and we can align and ground ourselves and come into our soul's alignment, right? With our higher self and like show up to do the work that we came here to do, which is to bring light to the world because the world needs more light, more love. Like, I don't want to live in a world full of war and, you know, whatever, when whatever that is and whatever gender that's attached to, right? I feel like, yes, there needs to be some movement and putting more money in the hands of women probably seems like a, a good idea. And, um, you know, keep showing up and speaking my truth and saying like, parents, hold your kids, you know, tight, keep them, keep them so that they don't get programmed by all these other things. And I mean, like, that's such a crazy, insane idea to a lot to 99% of the people, you know, and but it's like, this is this is some of the stuff that is this is the light shining through it's breaking through. And we, we honestly need to talk about it more and bring it to light. So, um, yeah, I mean the, the patriarchy thing, I mean, honestly, I, I was going to go grab a book while you're, while, when you said that, but I have this little like witchy book and it's called hexing the pa- pa- patriarchy. 
And it's interesting because when I was reading it and it says like little spells and like things to do, I don't know if you know, I have a kind of a witchy side. Um, I have a, I have hot gypsy blood in my, in me from Kazakhstan. So probably not too far from where you grew up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I was, when I read through that, I would always be like teed up to, "Eh, you're a little off on this. Like, this is divisive. I don't hate men. I love men. Right. I mean, I love my husband, but men, I mean, you're, I, and I always told this to my sons growing up too. I'm like, you boys are so courageous. Thank you so much for being brave. You know, like I thank them over and over. And like, I would ask them to come and grab a spider off my desk or, you know, do whatever. And they'd just be like, you know, grab it. And, and I, but I would teach them to not kill any being, right? they would take it and then they would go put it outside for me. And I'd be like, Oh, I'm like, I'm so thankful that you are so courageous. I love that you you boys take care of things. Right. And when women feel safe and it's like the shell, it's the oyster shell. And this is that male um, containment idea. And like, I get to feel like the pearl in the shell right now. I get to really step in and be the creatrix and do my job when women feel safe, because we do have that lineage, that that ancestral wound, of well, I'm gonna I'm not gonna stamp that in the universe. I'm I'm cutting the cords to that wound. Um, presently, and I'm not bringing it forth into my children, my daughter, right? So I'm I'm actively right, like not attaching to what used to be in the past where women weren't didn't feel safe. And so, and I teach that to my husband, mm-hmm. you know, like when I, I said the other day, I don't feel safe right now in whatever. And, you know, he, he jumped up out of bed. I'm like, I heard something. It was actually, it was just last night. And he jumped up and went downstairs and checked everything out and came back up. And I peacefully went to sleep mm-hmm. and I was like, thank you. Like, I, that means so much to me. Right. So there's just, I don't know. I mean, like I, it's, it's yin yang, it's balance. Yeah. It all comes back to balance, honestly. What are you talking about is something that my partner, Michael Tierno, teaches at the men's retreat, at the Men of Degree retreat. Mm. So he teaches about containment. And he teaches about the, yes. the roles and desires of the feminine mm. and the masculine. And the feminine wants, I think, to feel safe and secure even before being wounded just because it's, it's safe and secure to create. And um, I'm going to use it interchangeably, but the masculine wants to feel useful and needed. So when we're called yeah. to, to, you know, to take a spider out of, you know, from the desk to put it outside, we feel useful. Now I have a job right. because we're not creators. We are we we can put we can contain and put some direction mm-hmm. and help with the pattern of the creation of the feminine, but we are not creators. That's that's the truth. I mean, there are we we are we have a, we have a feminine side to us. I created a bunch of stuff. I created this podcast. Created a bunch of artwork for it. Created a lot of stuff in my life. But I know that the feminine, the, the real feminine embodiment of the divine femininity from that women. Ha- women in general have better access to it is is of a higher power creation. Uh, so that doesn't right. mean that I only protect and serve in that way. Right. I also create and some people are very balanced in their in their ways and they're 50-50 on femininity and masculinity. I happen to be perhaps more in the 70-30 with masculinity and femininity has been nurturing my feminine side over time, going from the 95-5 uh, <laughs> coming from Israel. So, yeah, and that's there's there's such beauty to that. As I said, the dance, 
within the spine and it's it's in, it's everywhere it's everywhere yeah. that's the, these are the universal laws the laws of the universe yeah. that's that's so so beautiful thank you for touching on all of that i think that's super powerful perspective yeah. information um, and truth yeah Yoni, we haven't even talked about goals. I know. And now, already... now, and now, and, and now, and now we're segueing into the in, into <laughs> the goal setting. Oh, what? I got to show you the, this quick because yeah. I was I almost forgot. Okay. And yes. I know, like, yeah. And then and then we'll do goal setting. But um, check this out. I ordered a used one, yes. and it's signed. Oh my god, that's so beautiful! I just ordered a used Isn't... one for my, for a friend of mine who's doing is going to be doing was going to be doing house sitting for me in the summer. And oh. it's so amazing. She actually signed one in front of me when I was in her house. So, so Coach Tamar oh. was just holding a uh, a book. I think the only book that my teacher, Dr. Aubrey Degnan, wrote. It's called Luminous. Uh, I'm not even sure if there are any more copies on Amazon right now. She's she's oh, wow. located in Sebastopol, California. Uh, she's in her mid-80s right now. And she's an enlightened being with so much to teach. She's a doctor. She's a psychotherapist. She's She's had quite the life. Um, and still yeah. having quite the life. She rides horses right now. Can we get her on the podcast? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> She's amazing, amazing. So, um, yeah, let me know what do you think about this book. And, you yeah. know, um, I've, I've... I just got done reading my chat GPT book. And it like it was just like a one uh, little pamphlet okay. thing. So I, that's, yeah. it's on my next my next thing I'm starting today. It's going to so. blow your mind and open your heart in ways that, Yay. yeah, there's going to be a lot of magic. Okay, let's dive in. What's into this goal setting <laughs> exercise and guidance by coach tomorrow. Okay. And okay. what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up what I, what I did as, as you were guiding me before. Um, so I'm okay. going to, when I pull this up here on my computer. Are you going to screen share? Um, no, I'll, I'll talk about, it. let me find this. I may have okay. actually, I might have it in my, in my notebook. So let me is check. It, is it your goal? We did what you were instructing me to do at the time was kind of like my life goal of purpose and also the purpose and what? goal of the podcast. And I'm, I'm using these words both because I wasn't sure. Here it is. Um, okay. So this is what I had, what I came up with, you know, after I did some of the guidance you had. So the life purpose goal, and it may, it may change, may have changed since. This was a bit over a month ago. It was help people become more enlightened so they can find the greatest alignment of, of their divine purpose and become more whole. That's what I had for our life purpose goal. I'm just going to move on and then we will touch on everything. Uh, and then the podcast goal was inspire 100,000 people by June 2025 to become more enlightened by meditating, ascending, and improving their instrument of consciousness, their body. And then I put et cetera, because this is, this is how far I got. Um, yep. so yeah, that's, that's all I have so far. Okay. And I, and, and ready for me? yeah, yes. And I will, the last thing I say is as I keep evolving in my understanding of my role in the world, you know, I started as a holistic lifestyle guide and now I'm still with the holistic lifestyle. I think it's very central and very helpful with ascension and awakening, but I added awakening mm -hmm. guide because what I, what okay. I'm being called to do is more of the spiritual teachings of the world uh, and awakening. And I okay. think it's. It's my duty to help people awaken and know themselves better so they can take control of their sovereignty and, and express themselves to their highest creation. Okay. I mean, okay, we're just going to back so, up a So it's bit. a lot so, of stuff, and then I thread it, and then, yes, please, take it from here. Okay. So let me just – I want to tell you my goal. 
right? Yes, and yes. then we'll just kind of do a little compare and contrast. And then we'll just, we'll see like kind of what unfolds from that. So my goal is that I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm a world-class visionary leader, health and wellness, frequency coach and mentor. Can you can you say it one more time a little bit slower so, so people can get on all the nuances of, of this? Yeah. yeah. My goal is that I am so happy and grateful now that I'm a world-class visionary leader, high-frequency coach, and mentor. Okay. Okay. So the thing I want to point out is that I speak that as if it's in present tense, mm -hmm. which is taught to me by my coach and mentor, Bob Proctor. Mm -hmm. And so I say it as if, right? And... And these are just a couple differences in the way, like I was testing you when I, cause like I wanted to hear what your goal was. Right. Mm -hmm. So anytime I say my goal, Yoni, I always say, I'm so happy and grateful now that, or thankful or like change the words, however you want, mm -hmm. but move it into present tense mm -hmm. always. And so that's the repetition thing, mm -hmm. right? So it's always repetition. I know my goal by heart. I know my goal. It is on my heart, my goal is like on, on the top of my brain, like all the time. So I can have instant recall to that goal any point in time. Right. And I, so then I can use it as a tool. So second of all, um, I mean, I got the words world-class from my coach and mentor. So I am not like embarrassed and shamed or any way, shape or form to say that like, I borrowed those words from her because I felt alignment with that. Mm -hmm. And what I really wanted for my goal is that, and you've heard me say this before, I wanted it to expand. It's not just like me and my clients, like right here, right? It's like, this is world. This is about the world, visionary leader, mm -hmm. right? And these are the things I came here to say. Um, so it's super expansive. So it really has the yin-yang in it. So like back to balance. And then it comes siphoning, look at that, right down to like into me, coach and mentor, right? Like that is what I am, like my purpose here right now and what I'm working on for this specific goal, this is my life purpose goal right now. And so it's expansive and then about me. So if it's a, if it feels a little wonky, right, and it feels a little off, like I feel Honestly, like when you were saying your your life purpose goal, it's not about you enough. It's about others. And guess what? You don't really get to say about what others get to do or want to do or their life path or their journey or any of that, right? So I would say like reel that in a little bit. I mean, you can put out there like what what is it you are doing, not them. Like you want this stuff for them. And I feel like we get tripped up on that a lot, mm -hmm. right? It's like, well, I want to, I'm here to help people. I'm here to do that. Well, yeah, like we're all in service to the world, but what the fuck are you doing mm. to do that? Mm -hmm. Right? Like you're an inspirational visionary. Mm -hmm. I mean, that sums up, you're a spiritual visionary. You're, um, I mean, you're here to, you know, uh, speak to men and, and wake them up. Honest to God. Like that's what you do. Right. Thank you. And yeah, so, so really it's, it's bring it back home. And then, um, a couple other tips too. And this is what Thaddeus in his wisdom brought to me. He's like, maybe it's easier to start smaller. So like, what if you come up with a goal? And so then I think, you know, the podcast, look at what the podcast one, like now you're, now you're speaking 
exactly like you've got a very specific goal in there and you believe that, right? And you're feeling the frequency and alignment with that. And like, that's your desire. And you've got that like number in there. Like, would you say a hundred or 200,000? 100,000, right? And like, how does it feel? What's the frequency within you when you say that goal? How does it feel to have a hundred thousand? Is it downloads? Is that I mean, around a hundred thousand people? So it's un- so you un- actually, I'm thinking okay. about unique without me even having the matrix that this is what's going to okay. happen by June 2025. Okay. So it's about three years, uh, two years from the, the time I launched my first shows. Uh, okay, just a little bit over to inspire. Okay. So you, you're going to inspire, touch, touch, yeah, let's yeah. just say, touch a hundred thousand people. Now, let me ask you this. What does it feel like for you? Like, close your eyes for a moment. What does it feel like to have that already be done? Feels really like, nice. Like, really nice. I can feel it in the, in the, in the center of my heart. Like, I feel, I feel accomplished. I feel like I'm doing my mission. I feel like... A, I mean, this is what keeps coming to me. It's like this divine purpose is being accomplished. And, and there's more. There's more because I put June 2025. There will be more. But for now, I'm focused yep. on on this step one. And this is step one okay. for me. Right. And so that feeling, right, when you align with that, do you see how like the words that you have down in your podcast? So you just started a little bit smaller, take a little chunk, right? Like the goal for the podcast and the way that you're connecting that feeling, like that's the magic and that's the frequency of the goal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the more... Now, you don't even, every time you say that goal, I would say, like, get it down to be super, to be a little more, like, not super succinct, but a little bit more succinct so that when I pop into Telegram and I say, hey, Yoni, what's your goal? It goes, boom. I am so happy and grateful. I'm a world-class visionary leader, health and wellness coach and mentor, right? Like, you can rattle that shit off. And then, and then when you, like, you're, um, you're basically training, you're retraining your brain. This is brain training. You're reprogramming so that when you say those words, that frequency is going to now start to effervesce and move into the frequency of your cells, Mm -hmm. of your body. And by law, if you are on that vibration and that frequency, it has to match. Yeah. Right. The universe has to match it. So take it to the next step. So feel it, not just say it. Right. But you got to get the saying to the point where it's like, I'm so aligned with this. And you know, the people say, Oh, it's my mission and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? My coach and mentor, Bob Proctor, he's, he'll start shouting. He'll say, you got to get on the frequency of your goal. Right. And like, that's what he fucking means. (laughs) So his goal was that he was going to create a business to operate. uh, He wanted to create a business that operates all over the world. And he was 86. He's still the same goal. Mm. He was still like crushing it. And he's like, I got big goals. And it was like, he's not in his body anymore, but he was still saying he has big goals at 85 and 86. (laughs) It's so funny. It doesn't stop. I mean, that's, I mean, that's like living your true passion when you're 86 and you're like not throwing around that word, I'm going to retire and remove myself from society. But he just kept giving and giving and giving and giving and receiving and receiving and receiving, right? In perfect balance. And that's, look at everything just comes back to balance, Mm -hmm. honestly. So how much can you give? 
And how much can you receive? Because a lot of times people can give and then they're like depleted. A lot of mothers do that. And you're not able to receive. It's just as important when somebody gives you a compliment, when somebody hands you a present. When I know people in my life, if I say a compliment or if I give them something, um, even a, a client of mine the other day said this. She's like, I'm, I'm not really good at receiving gifts. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I love gifts. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I and I receive them all the time. I don't, you know, like. But you have to, like being in receiving is part of it. And if and if you're not telling the world that you're good at receiving, like what are you gonna get? <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So receive information also. So like my point is that like receive information about your goal. You might be in the car going to pick up children and in a hypnotic state and go, Oh my god, I know what it is, or in the shower, or you know, like whatever, and something might drop in. And I, so I'd say stepping into your divine feminine, like be receptive, be patient. And then the other side is like, get to work mm -hmm. and, you know, get some other ideas down. How There's a thousand possibilities. How many other thousand possibilities are there? Yeah. Try them on. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And when you said about receiving, you know, first of all, I will say, so Joe Dispenza says, you only get what you feel worthy of receiving. And I 100% with it. And I, I got better at receiving and feeling worthy of receiving over time, over the years, especially when I uh, I got my rib injury that happened three years mm -hmm. ago because I was like, okay, now I really need help. I couldn't I couldn't figure out something on my own anymore, which was in, in a lot of giving mode and just giving, giving, which I enjoy giving. I really enjoy giving. There's a beautiful, there's a lot of beauty to giving. Uh, giving feels great. A lot of times they say that the giver feels better than the receiver. It is truth. It is, exactly. it is really true. Yeah. I have noticed, and men called me out in some of the retreats that it would give me compliments on the way I showed up, and I was kind of deflecting them. So you know, and, and that's that's cool. just it's a, it's a process. It's a process. Yeah. It's a process between you know, there's pride of being proud of of our children, being proud of some accomplishment, and there's pride of being boastful. And I was very yeah. cautious to not be boastful because the society that I grew up in, and this is just the way it is. There's a lot of accomplishments to the Jewish people in the land of Israel out of necessity, out of a lot of challenges they have. A lot of them are very boastful. That's just a fact. It's not a judgment. Mm. It's just a fact. This is how they show up. Mm. Well, a lot of oh, like, me, 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 you know, look at me. Um, so I was very much walking on the lines of like, I don't, I don't want to be boastful. It seems like a very low huh. vibration. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, you know, we talked about the art with the goals and the attachment and all that. And, and it's 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 a true art. It's, it's to figure it out. It's a true art to be in the middle, in the middle of the calm spine, um, in the Tao. So, yeah, I'd love to work on this on this purpose statement right now, if okay. you're cool with it, just to get it at least a little bit more honed. If I don't get to the final version and it comes to me later on, and you know, I keep refining. So, in terms of receiving, you know, what came to me, and this is this is something that I actually revisited. And I have not shared this on the podcast yet because it's something that I would just keep it to myself. It's it's a big goal out there of mine. Hmm. It's to hmm. it's to reach enlightenment in this lifetime. Okay. And I I put this goal aside years ago because I was like for two reasons, and I think this is also one of the I've I've learned this from my teacher. It's it's a it's essential to not be attached to the goal if one even wants to be, because otherwise, they said when we're trying. And kind of like the death, sometimes in desperation, but in general, we're trying to grab onto something. We're not going to grab it. It's we put the intention, right. really want to get it. 
And we're also cool with the timing of that. So I have my goal mm-hmm. of, of reaching enlightenment. And I say enlightenment, you know, there are all kinds of levels to enlightenment. Is, the, is, is this book, Luminous, by Dr. Aubrey Deglin, talks about the kindergarten of enlightenment. It's just a level of being able to hold light in the body mm-hmm. as a soul. And uh, it's, it's a level of clearing the vessel. So this is, this is one of my goals. And this is something that, I, that I'm looking to receive, receive more light from the universe, yeah. me doing my work, receiving more light, giving more light and keeping this loop going on, keeping this, keeping this figure eight going on between me and me. I mean, it's not separated, but between that illusory self and, and the small self of me and bringing more light to the creation. So that's something that is on my mind. It's something that okay. I'm now actively pursuing by doing all kinds of things and keeping that and, and matching this vibration because I know what it feels like in my heart when I think about enlightenment. And I think about enlightenment too with – this is when I, when I really got back on this goal because I realized that me reaching enlightenment is for the better good. It's not just a selfish act of feeling and, and being in the, in the observance of, of the beauty of being enlightened, mm. there is there is some of the selfish part of it that wants to experience that. It's about experience. I'm all about that experience, and I'd love that, and I'd love to to undo some karma and let go of baggage. I think sometimes it's, it's about karma is like just like holding a ton of like heavy groceries and letting them go. It feels good to be lighter. All these things, all these lights. It, it's such a beautiful word concept, and in, in really a lot of everything. And this so this is what it is. It's to become enlightened and to radiate more light with that helping people become more enlightened. This is how I start my, my life purpose goal is to help people become more enlightened. Uh, and I want to, I really want to get that as vibrationally, you know, strong and succinct in a way that, as I said, it can roll off my tongue and it's, it's constantly yeah. in my being and in my, usually it's, this is where I feel. I feel it. I feel it in my chest. I just feel the, the excitement. Hmm. Beautiful. Okay, so a couple things. So when you're first talking about like, you know, like when you're desperately grabbing something, it's like that analogy of like trying to grab water mm-hmm. or sand, right? And it's just like, you can't mm-hmm. like, but we can go like this and we can cup it gently, <laughs> right? And then drink the water. But um, I just thought of that analogy. I was like, oh, it's really good, like visual to what we're talking about. Um, and And Yoni, like part of the goal thing too is like, Yes, we live in this 3D reality, right? And I look at the goal as like, it is a frequency, it's a tool, and it's something that I just like, I love with my whole being, right? Like, I know like, this is what I love doing. And it's taken me a really long time to get to that point. So I don't say it flippantly either. Like, this has taken, you guys, 15 years for me to actually come into I said 15 years ago, like, this is what I want to do. It's taking me that long to like start doing it. Right. Um, and, or setting myself up to the point where it's divine, it's divine timing. It's how it was supposed to happen. Um, but also like when it started really coming forth, I was like, I just kept getting yeses. Yes, yes, yes. So I see like, you're saying the same thing, like the enlightenment. Yes. And that's a heavy word. Right. And people, you know, some people can throw that word around pretty heavily. Um, I mean, enlightenment is expansion. Like on my little frequency chart, it's enlightenment 700 plus. And then it says expansion. (laughs) And then, you know, like the little um, the funnel and then it comes down to contraction. So I guess that's why I use the word expanding a lot, too. That's interesting. 
Um, but shame and guilt, like they're 50 or 20 and 30 on the chart. Map of consciousness for and anybody so, who's, who's wondering what these numbers mean. Map of consciousness, uh, da yes. Dr. David Hawkins. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'll throw that in the show notes. Check it out. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, so, you know, like you saying your goal is enlightenment, like that's, that's a big goal and it's awesome. And I love it. Um, you know, and like, here's the thing. I feel like some people would be very snarky about that and say, well, who do you think you are? And, you know, like all that kind of conjecture. And then, you know, there might be like guru people that kind of say like that kind of cynical thing, like, well, who, how do we really even know what's enlightenment, right? Like, who knows? We don't, from, from like the place where I stand is like, nobody knows anything. I don't know anything. We're here having an experience on Dojo Earth, right? And if you are like, I'm, I'm on this path to enlightenment and this is what it means for me, like, and I want to bring more light to the world, like, I'm all for that. Like, that is amazing. And so, um, you know, like you could say something like, I'm so happy and grateful now that, um, let's say I'm, uh, wait, what I write down now that I can receive and give light and my purpose, um, or to prepare for enlightenment and share it with the world or something like that. Right. Like some of those words of those were those were some of the things I wrote down when you were speaking and giving and receiving seem to really um, light you up without mm -hmm. being like a pun. Um, but mm -hmm. honestly, like it's it's about light. Right. And so enlightenment, um, that's the preparation for. So as if it's already there, I don't think that's the right word to like, I don't know, like that. That's where you're going to have to play with it. And you get to be the creator, right? And mold that like clay. Mm. And nobody can mold your statue and your clay for you, right? So when you, do you know how to make like a bronze, a bronze sculpture? No. You know, the process of it, it's clay. Mm. Not a lot of people understand that. So like you have a, you have a piece of clay and the artist, the sculptor has to form the sculpture the bronze the thinker right like whatever it is in clay mm. and you make a mold out of that piece of clay and then you pour the molten liquid metal into that mold Whoa. so you have to in your mind like you have a whole new concept of like how hard it is when you see a bronze sculpture now you're gonna be like holy shit like you can see people's thumbprints and fingerprints in the clay mm. if it's that um you know if it's that like sensitive um, or subtle. And so you have to think backwards. You have to think about the negative space mm -hmm. and then the positive, right. To pour it back in. So it's like, you get to mold your clay, right. With, with those words and go, how can this sentence encapsulate like what I feel so in my heart called and elated to do and then to use that as the tool when something negative happens. Your kid turns into a teenager. <laughs> I'm just being funny. But honestly, like something comes in, right? Or you have a thought and it's like, no. And this is the 3D realm, right? This is where, this is what's really helpful for me because I tell you what, I'd rather be out in the void and I would hang out like with the Dr. Joe blinders on in, in the field all day long, but I got to be here too. Right. Like I still have to show up and be in this 3D reality. So 
put my VR goggles back on, as Dr. Joe says. He's like, once you take the blindfold off, you put the VR goggles back on, and now we're in like this world. So those negative thoughts like come in. We put the watchman at our mind. We set the watchman so that we're observing and we go, hold on. No, 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 no. These aren't my thoughts. That's not for me. What? And so the goal is the whole purpose is to swing right over here and go, I'm going to attract another positive thought, a positive thought, but I'm going to start with my goal. I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm a world-class visionary leader, health and wellness coach and mentor. And I feel it. And I'm like, oh, that means I have to, uh, or I get to make a YouTube video today. Oh, that means I get to do this today or whatever it is, right? So now you're aligning to higher, higher thoughts and dropping in ideas mm. away from that. So using it as your tool. So coming from that standpoint, like now it's, now it's like, oh, I can see kind of the big picture of what I use it for, right? And not that we have to attach to it either. So like, that's the thing. Like, um, it's different than kind of like what I was talking about with like when I was, you know, bringing in my, my puppy or my beloved. It's a little bit different, right? It's like, this is a tool I'm using in the 3D reality. I can still do that other thing too. You can do both and just like not attach to it. There's just different ways and whatever feels right to you. So preparing you say like, maybe you're already enlightened. Well, I don't know. Yes. Um, and, and as you talk about it, all these things are already happening. I think it's it's about yeah. it's about tuning the frequency yeah. to a certain frequency, uh, right. to turning the down to a certain frequency. And it's I think as you say, we talked about seven hundred level kindergarten of enlightenment on the map of consciousness, and it keeps going to a thousand. And actually, that map of consciousness is from twenty years ago. Now the Earth is already tuned into yeah. way higher levels. Uh, if yeah. you look into Lila Quantum, uh, which is a technology that I love, I'm actually wearing this around my neck yeah. right now. Look at mine on. <laughs> They have technology that is measured by all kinds of clairvoyants and such and, and healers that they, they say it's 2,200. I mean, it's and this is exponential. This is not just mm. twice as more uh, light. Yeah. And I, I do want to bring this out to people. I don't share this because for a lot of people, this is, you know, this this sounds outrageous, whatever, because the word itself is charged. But it really, it's, it as, as I look at it, rather than like a destination, I look at the at the practice, and there's a book from Seth Godin, The Practice, and I focus on just showing up every day and, and clearing the things that don't serve me, as you said, with the watchman of the thoughts and everything else that doesn't serve me and healing generational trauma and becoming lighter. Just feeling lighter feels good. This is what it's about. Yeah. When I feel lighter and you talked about your son and then I can show up and, and light other people, that feels good. My interaction with them felt good. Seeing the smiles on their face feels good. Hearing their stories and getting and receiving gratitude from someone that I showed up in a way that made them feel better and their life better and, and the ripple effect of that, that's all, it's, that's all what it is about. This is not about a lofty, egotistical goal of, of being right. a, a monk on a mountain. And I think yeah. as, as you talked about, and I want to put this to the audience so they know, when you say I'd rather be you know, with a sleep mask on in, in the void, like, yeah, of course this feels good. This is kind of, we can think about where this is where we came from. There's nothing there. There are kind of no worries. It's it's all it's very beautiful and serene. This is this is why I think death and to an extent is, is a beautiful thing. Um right. I I I want to tell these people and I and you tell me if, if correct me if I'm wrong, you do want to come back here to still do the this other expansion work even if even though it's challenging. It's not that you only want to be right. there. That is the easier right. route. It's the easier route to just exactly yeah. So yeah. 
So yeah, I just yeah. Want, I want to give this perspective to the audience. You know, yeah. I'm putting this out yeah, there. So I'm, the, I've been I mean, cautious about putting this out there. Also, again, to doubt. I don't doubt that that's my path. Yeah. This is my path right. to, right. and this I'm gonna use this word for myself and whoever wants. Yeah. It's it's too much for them. Perhaps it's too much for them at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah, it, it is it, like being here, though, this is Dojo Earth. Like this is where we expand. Right. Like this is how we are expanding every day. And it's taken me like a personally, it's taken me a really long time to really understand that and like what what it is, you know, like I came here to do and how I'm doing it. So I'm just like constantly getting downloads and expanding and learning. And it's it's just so interesting. And I love how Ram Das talks about that too. Yoni is like, I mean, we're it's just interesting. This life, you know, like we get so heavy with things and people, I just got an email today from somebody and they're like crazy being crazy. And I'm like, really? Like what? Like this is a game, you guys. Like this is crazy, right? Like this is the game of life. And we need to lighten the fuck up like honestly mm. and i i say that like very uh, very often in my coaching <laughs> programs too um and you know like enlightenment i it, it is super heavy and charged word and i love how you're actually lighting it up in like being so cliche <laughs> saying that but it's true it's really cool um yeah, I would like to. Can you share that information with the Lila Q with me? Yes, and with the different mm -hmm. chart. And I will, and okay. I will share also the links, to everything we talked about. I mean, books, yeah. people, yeah. YouTube channels, and all okay. that. Bob Proctor and okay. um, you Perfect. know a lot of things will be shown in the show notes. Everybody, so check this out. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, and you talked about the light, the playfulness of life. Usually, and I, I throw this to the audience, and, and I remind myself: if we catch ourselves being serious about something. That's we're taking it, we're taking life too seriously of, of this game that we came to play. And right. and I get it. I mean, it, it can come like this. I talk about the the equanimity of importance and not importance. Everything is as important and not important because it just mm -hmm. is, and we're here for the experience. At the same time, and as I said the word important a few times, subjectively, it is important to bring more light into darkness. And if there's darkness, I, I, I see it from that subjective, from the duality. Let's balance it out. Let's balance out the right. the masculine and femininity because it feels, because equanimity feels amazing. Right. And, you know, one, one other thing about that, I was just listening to a, a video the other day and they were talking about all the enlightened beings. This is actually interesting. And they said that the thing that they all have in common, and this is, I think, from Yogananda, mm -hmm. um, is that, they all had a really good sense of humor mm. and they didn't take things too seriously. Every one of them. So Yoni, you're on the right path, <laughs> Thank man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's so amazing. I, well, did I, I mean, did I, did I get to the bottom of the, I mean, I kind of took the basketball of your, of your goal and kind of threw it back to you. Thank you. That's, that's amazing. Well, I'm, did I serve you? Definitely. Though? Definitely. And, okay. you know, I'm going to refine it a little bit more and, and just kind of sit, I think what you, the ecstasy oh. told me with the, the words that come to mind of that being accomplished that, and then, yeah. then then recording what comes because it just comes, you know, mm -hmm. just feeling the feeling with, with the eyes closed. And like when I felt the accomplishment, that's what felt good because mm -hmm. I, like yeah. I feel like I'm on a mission and it's my duty to do it. It's my duty to have this podcast mm -hmm. right now. I do enjoy it at the same time. I, I yeah. enjoy the expansion for myself. I enjoy talking to you. This is a great use of my time. And I feel yeah. the joy inside and also feel the duty 
to deliver a high quality experience, to do marketing efforts in, in, a, in a way that, that does take effort. So there is alignment there. And I'm going to just refine it to something that really feels good and succinct that I can constantly sing uh, in, my, in my mind and heart uh, every day. Well, and, and I think that's like, I mean, Abraham Hicks talks about it. It's like, you can't put the canoe in the water and then get to your destination without paddling right? Like you're not going to get there either upstream or downstream. Like it's a journey and it might be winding. You might get stuck and hung up on the rapids or you might get, you know, whatever, but you got to fucking paddle. And so, so paddling. And so like, that's why every time, you know, you come back to me, you're not getting, like, I don't give people answers. Right. And this is what I do in my, my art when I teach art too. So often people ask me questions and I'm like, I I actually am not going to answer that because it's, it's yours. And as life leadership, you know, like this is me, this is me actually teaching you life leadership because you're the leader of your life. You're the only one that knows your goal. It's already, it's already there. It's just, you're paddling to find it. Right. And so like, I can help you along the way and I can be like, no, kind of go over here. Nope. The, the water's back over there. You're in the weeds a little bit. Right. But essentially the, the journey has to be like in, in yourselves, from yourselves, from you. And then, and then breaking through that, right? Breaking through resistance, breaking through um, doubt. And like, I don't know, I don't know the answer. Well, no, you actually do. And it's just a matter of you being receptive, following breadcrumbs and then asking more questions, right? So this, I, I love I love the playfulness of this too. And, and I love how you, um, like you're, you're like, I wanna, I wanna do this, but I wanna, I wanna learn more about it, right? And like, you're, you're so teachable about it. Like, so thank you. That's it's, I mean, this is what lights me up and I love teaching this, but this is, this is how like we move into that right side of our brain and activate that creativity. Right. And so we can bring those brain, you know, waves back and forth so they can fire and then really create something that you feel divine alignment to, and then go forth when you, and you'll know when you get it like that. And that, when that, when that dropped in for me, I was like, it took me six weeks, but I was like, every day I was journaling every day. Like I was relentless. I didn't, I didn't miss a day, you know, like I did the work and I put in the work every single day. Um, it was a ritual that I did over the winter, three pages every single morning for three months. And I was very deliberate. Like I want to get this down and I want my goal. And when it dropped in, man, I was like, that's it. That's it for right now. Like that's yeah. it. And, and, and that's just like for one aspect of my life, you know, like I have so many other goals. I have tons of goals, but that one is like what I use most often if I start going into a little bit of negative swirl. That's so beautiful. So, and I want to give you credit for stepping into this, this role and your, and your gifts and really letting those gifts express through you. Cause I've seen you do it with other people a few months ago when we were on a, on a mastermind together. And I mean, I see you lighting up. I mean, you're lighting up the whole room. I mean, you're, you're, you're with your, your back to me and, you know, I see just all, mm-hmm. also the other people so engaged and, and you were just crushing it. You were just on fire with people, you know, coming to you like one after the other. That's, that's just like you putting your gifts together, uh, all of the gifts and all the experience that you have and all the light that you've been. It's not only accumulating, but it's, it's, it's clearing so you can constantly like, mm-hmm. 
you know, bring yeah. it in and, and share it. And, and I, I can tell you are enjoying it as much as, as, as somebody's getting value out of it. So that's, totally. you, I can tell you're in, in, in an amazing uh, alignment right now. So kudos to you <laughs> and thank you. Thank you so much. So yeah. with that, where can people find you for more guidance, more coaching to help them get to that space? And before you give this answer, I just want to tell people when we talk about coaching, I like to call it coaching, guidance, teaching. Some of these words like, oh, well, why do I need a coach? This is this is exactly why you need a coach or teacher to do a lot of things. You can do it yourself in a lot of in a lot of things in life, but you can accelerate with somebody who can be an extra set of eyes, especially if they're experienced in doing something specific. And this is why, right. and this is why, as you said, you have a bunch of mentors. I have a bunch of mentors in, in guidance and coaching because it's not like I go and consume it all the time. When I feel like I want right. something, something to accelerate in, I'll go to someone that I feel if I find the right person and they come into my life, I'm like, please help me. Let's let's get this going on faster. I'm like, yeah. as I talked about reaching enlightenment in this lifetime, if I want to get there, if I want to become lighter, I'm gonna need help. That's just the, that's just my truth. So, if you're gonna want to be enlightened, you better uh, look up this lady. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, where can people find you, connect with you, and um, work with you? Okay. So most often I'm hanging out on Facebook and Facebook, um, it's just, it's Heidi Syme on Facebook. And I have a private free group that I'm very active in. I'm actually doing a 30 day uh, meditation challenge right now in my Facebook group. And it's called the Magical Frequency Collective. So you're welcome to join that. You can join right now. We're on day six right now. So that is, um, currently happening. You can also find me at, I'm looking at my computer because I literally just had my website go live yesterday and it's still under construction. So it's called magicalfrequency.com. I was teasing Yoni at the beginning of the podcast. He's like, what's your website? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so like, this is me be like coming back down to my 3D reality, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So magicalfrequency.com. And I am, so if you DM me on Messenger, that's like the fastest way to get a hold of me. You could also email me at HeidiSime uh, at gmail.com. And um, yeah, so right now I am preparing some courses coming up and some group coaching and I'm taking one-on-one -on -one coach, uh, coaching clients right now. And Thaddeus and I are doing a little tag team too. So if you have health issues, that's another thing that is um, coming and opening up to both of us. So we're kind of like a little tag team. Um, get, you get the yang and the health and the physical, and then you get me with the mental, emotional, and um, uh, actually heart activator. So that's another thing that happened to me during my coaching. So you guys, like I spent $10,000, well, maybe $12,000 just in 2022. 2023, two years on coaching myself. Like I knew, like I was reading books and I was listening to podcasts and I was like doing, you know, leveling up step by step by step. But when, what Yoni was saying, like when he saw that expansion in me, so what happened is I hired my coach and thousands of dollars later, right? Like it's so worth it to me. I love every moment of it. And I just like, I consume it and, and then I take it and like do the work. Um, that's the other part about coaching is like, if you're not ready to do the work and be like, I'm all in, like, then like I'm all in, <laughs> I always have this little conversation with people too. I'm like, I'm all in. So if you're not like, then, you know, find a different coach. <laughs> 
Um, but this is a runway and I'm on a runway, you know, and what that, what that is, I mean, it's really similar Yoni to yours. I'm just say, not saying like I'm, I'm my runway is to enlightenment, but it's like, it's to create a heart centered world. So I feel like they're, they're both this, one and the same. How, how could they be different? Right. Um, but honestly, like waking people up, helping people really, you know, move out of desperation and, and self, you know, loathing to expanding. So I've activated heart and my coach activated my heart and it's like a ripple effect. It's really cool. And so I activate people by my frequency and I offer a free 45 minute um, activation uh, connection call. Nice. So if anybody wants to, to do that and is interested, you know, in learning more about coaching, I'm happy to jump on a call with anyone. Um, and you can, I'll, there's a, there's a link on my webpage and you can, you can book me is the, is the link. So you can book a call with me and chat. So that would be um, a way to get a hold of me. And, you know, I just got a lot of things that are like brewing right now. Like I'm incubating and I'm creating, I'm designing, doing a lot of journaling and some things are coming forth, um, which are really interesting. And so I'll be able to share more about that coming up, but um yeah, so that's that's really where you can find me. I, I hang out mostly like on Facebook and I know like some people are like, uh, oh, Facebook, you know, blah, blah. Listen, I make Facebook work for me. OK, like that's not the other way around. It's my slave. I'm not a slave to it. I'm not a slave to my phone. And um, it's where people my age are hanging out and it's where I see a need and it's where I can serve. So um Really, Facebook Messenger DM would be a great place to really strike up, you know, a conversation of like, you know, here's how to here's how to move forward. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, that's thank you so much for having me, Yoni. I'm truly honored to be in your presence and to be in this line of work with you. I feel like we've got a nice little yin yang thing too in the work that we do. So absolutely, thank you so much. I will yeah. just say to the listeners, so. This episode is not coming on the same day that the meditation challenge is going. Uh, so it, oh, well, it, it's it's recorded uh, a few weeks yeah. before it will be. So it will be released a few okay. weeks after. So if, if there's another challenge going on, amazing. Uh, join that one or keep your eye on that. And um, yeah, the same website will be there and, and most yeah. likely more developed by then. So. Yeah. When, well, there'll be like a master class when this gets released or like I, I go back and forth between challenges and master classes. I come on live a lot and I share in my Facebook group, like, like how I share on podcasts, like a lot more than what I do just on my like public page where like my mom hangs out. <laughs> I don't share a lot there, but in my private group, I do. Is Kundalini yoga still part of the offering? Yeah. Fantastic. So Kundalini yoga is, I'm actually moving it to, a, well, I think I'm moving it into another Facebook group where um, I'm going to develop it more there. Cause like what's happening right now, is just like, I do it every week. I show up every week and I do it, but it's just not doing what I, what I want it to do. So I'm going to, I'm going to move things around. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's always Kundalini yoga, um, on a weekly call, whether it's on a Zoom call or a Facebook group, which is where it's awesome. migrating right now. Yeah. Fantastic. Amazing, amazing coach tomorrow. Heidi, thank yeah. you so much. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Go check out everything that Coach Tomorrow is offering. I'm, I'm excited to 
continue to vibrate on that frequency and and thank you for vibing us with your frequency and everybody else thank you for doing your mission showing up and a big aho to everybody thank you yeah thanks everybody have an amazing day have an amazing one see ya bye-bye well lovely beings i hope you enjoyed and were inspired by this conversation as much as i was you can find the full show notes and all episodes on my website at yonihavana.com slash podcast. If you are a man and you are called to do transformational work, to become a better man, to find and grow the divinity within you, and you are logging a community of masculine men who share a passion for growth, please check out Men of Integrity by going to moi.com community. Lastly, if you are enjoying the Yoni Havana podcast, I'd be so grateful if you take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice. The Yoni Havana podcast is a brand new show and your support would help reach new people by rating higher on the algorithms. Also, your feedback would help me deliver the best experience to you as the show keeps evolving. Much love and a big aho. See you on the next one.